This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.21am, you're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana, Keith and Anwar. Let's get a quick update on the FBM KLCI. Are we still running on the spot, Keith? <laughs> As Wong Shaoding loves to say, it's a bit of a nothing burger this morning. Uh, <laughs> the FBM KLCI is still flat at 1,446 points. Alright, well, let's turn our attention to a uh, sector that uh, certainly hasn't been running in place, I think, for the past few years, and that's the glove sector. During the pandemic, the rubber glove maker sector was a clear winner with the largely fueled by global shortages and rising average selling prices of gloves, leading to record profits. Post-pandemic, the sector has seen its fortune reverse, with soft margins not helped by weak glove demand and excess supply due to stiff competition from China and Thailand. But is recovery in sight for 2024 are the first signs that the sector could surprise on the upside. For some analysis on the outlook for the sector, we have on the line with us Ong Chun Sung, Equity Research Analyst with RHB Research. Chun Sung, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Let us take a look at the quarterly performance of glove makers in the last in the latest quarter earnings. What um what do the reports tell us? You know, were there any surprises um from the stocks that you cover? Hi, morning, Shazana, Keith and Anwar. Thanks for having me here. Well, glove makers uh, delivered a decent set of results last quarter. I think this is owing to an improving sales volume and a normalized cost trend, coupled with potential cost saving post plant decommissioning exercise. However, the ASP were lower within the range of 3 to 7% quarter on quarter, as the cost normalization trend in the previous quarter had led the glove makers fails to convince their customer in accepting the higher price. Some results better than ours and the street expectation, mainly due to improving sales volume, but offset by sequential weaker ASP. After the COVID pandemic, interest in glove manufacturers plummeted due to lower demand and oversupply, leading to a fall in average selling prices. With the resurgence in COVID cases, do you foresee a recovery in the share valuations of these companies? Well, I think it's still early days. Uh, ultimately, it all depends on the rate of resurgence and probably the emergence of new variants of COVID cases. But ultimately, the recent pickup in share price were mainly driven by the sequential pickup in sales volume as seen uh, during the September reporting seasons. Chun Song, glove companies are now flush with cash, with some holding around 48% of their market cap. How do you think they plan to utilize all those funds? Also, I was just wondering with the weakness of the ringgit, this should be quite good news for them as well, right? Yep, I think uh, if you look at the cash position, uh, companies like Kosan, Supermax, Hata, and Top Glove Net Cash actually represent uh, 45, 70, 19, and 6% of their respective market cap. But on absolute basis, uh, top glove net cash was the lowest uh, among the top floor glove makers. Uh, we do think that uh, M&A activities will be unlikely to happen, you know, given that the local glove makers had been previously uh, committed or are in the midst of developing their new production uh, back in 2021 and 2022. But unfortunately, the imbalance, uh, the imbalance demand supply dynamic had caused them to delay uh, commissioning their new productions. And to the worst extent, the local glove makers had resorted to decommissioning exercise since the beginning of the year. 
Chun Sung, can we talk about costs of production? Because we do see that latex prices are up 10% on quarter. Nitrile is up 2%. How much of this is due to geopolitical tensions? And are glove makers able to pass on the cost to customers or is demand still soft? Well, the cost of uh, natural latex are less correlated with the case of geopolitical, geopolitical tensions. The surge in cost is mainly because the major natural latex producing country, Thailand, had entered into the winter season, which mm. will result in a lower yield. Meanwhile, the spike in nitro cost was mainly driven by the increase in feedstock price, propylene, uh, which is a byproduct from natural gas, and the later had saw, has saw an increase in prices following the outbreak of geopolitical tension in the Middle East. Mm. In terms of ASP, uh, we had yet to see any significant breakthrough in terms of cost pass-through mechanism at this point in time. Supermax recently opened a new US $500 million manufacturing facility, the world's biggest consumer of gloves. Can this be a catalyst for the company to diversify away from their, defen- de- from away from their dependence on the Chinese market, or is the market more focused on the family feud? Well, we have to look at how well the company could manage their cost of production. Ultimately, the cost of producing glove in the US is technically higher than the cost of production in Malaysia, China, and of course, the other Asian region. If the cost of production is somewhat close with the Asia glove makers, then it will likely be a catalyst for Supermax. If not, I think the higher cost of production will likely uh, deter customers from placing order with them. Well, in terms of, you know, the, the family feel, I think uh, that still persists. Uh, it, it was mainly due to, you know, the the, uh, the, the family members trying to obstruct the, the, the founders from uh, purchasing, making orders of a new aircraft. Yeah, it's, it's still happening. So, so given uh, what we are seeing with, you know, the re- possible resurgence, hope not, but the possible resurgence of, of COVID, what is your call for this sector and, and why? Uh, our sector rating uh, is still uh, neutral at this juncture and our call for all glove makers are neutral across the board uh, given that the cost pass-through initiative had yet to materialize while at the same time demand consistency had also uh, yet to happen. All right, we can't let you go without asking you what your top picks are in the glove sector and why. Well, at the moment, we do not have any topics in the sector, <laughs> but our sector preference are Hata Lega, owing to its better-than-peer operating efficiency among the local glove makers, which will result in a better margin. We also like Kosan due to its exposure to industrial segments, for which their profit before tax has actually picked up since second quarter of 2022. The company has also sitting on the highest net cash in hand among the local glove makers. Chun Sung, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Ong Chun Sung, Equity Research Analyst with RHB Research, giving us his analysis on the outlook for the glove sector. Pretty much still ho-hum based on his analysis. I, I wonder if uh, there's anything to read in the fact that he didn't mention top glove at all. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, how the mighty have fallen, right? They were True. once uh, at the top of the pack, but uh, others have uh, come forward now. And uh, But still, everything's looking pretty soft for glove makers. But it's also interesting to see that some of these companies have very, very strong net cash positions. For example, Kosan has about 2 billion ringgit cash on hand and Hartalega 1.5 billion. That's impressive. 
All right, 9.28 in the morning. We're going to head into some messages. And then after that, we have the 9.30 a.m. news bulletin, followed by People Planet Profit, where I speak to Hannah Fernandez of Eco Business on the sticking points in the COP28 negotiations, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.